Andy Palmer, who directed the upcoming comedy film The Re-Education of Molly Singer, which will be released in theaters and on digital platforms on September 29th, 2023, is here today and on our show. Welcome, Andy. Thank you for having me. So good to be here. It's, it's so great. You know, I, I, saw, I saw the film last night. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, and I, I tell you, I loved it. It brought me back to not even college. It brought me back to high school. Yep, yep. <laughs> because, I, you know, I, I hate to say this, but uh, we drank a lot in high school. <laughs> I listen. You know, um, I come from a small town. We are no, we are no stranger to the to the to the keggers out in the forest ourselves. So I'm with you, brother. Yeah. So I really bonded with this film, and I also bonded with the fact that um, you're a versatile director, and you you remind me of somebody, a very good friend of mine, Ted Kotcheff, who did oh wow many films, different films, action. Yep. Comedy, you know, and thrillers, you know, he did all kinds of films and, and, and romance and, and you fit that category because you jump around uh, horror to comedy, yep. you know, and I was like, wow, how, how can you explain that? Like, you know, I, I, I look, I, I definitely like look at, um, you know, I, I look at, at guys that I was chasing when I was younger, right? Like, when I, when I got into film and stuff like that, I wanted to be like, you know, Kevin Smith and Edward Burns and like, those are my guys, Soderbergh, you know, and stuff like that. And right. I look now at sort of what I've become and I look at directors that like, I really, not that I don't love those guys, but I, I admire, you know, one of the guys that I just, I, I look at and I'm like, God, what a craftsman was like Richard Donner. Like he could do anything, you know, action, drama, comedy like you know just a sort of like storytelling craftsman and i think if i could have any sort of career a richard donner uh a ron howard uh you know these guys that can jump from genre to genre and at the end of the day what they really want to do is just tell great stories you know with good characters you know absolutely how did you come up with the title of the film and what does it mean to you Sure. Well, it was, it's ironic. Uh, when I got the script uh, from Todd uh, Friedman uh, a, a few years ago, he had actually written it with Kevin many years earlier, and it was called The Re-Education of David Singer. So it was actually a male-driven comedy and, uh, and sort of had a different perspective and a different sort of humor. It, it felt more like 90s American Pie, road trip and stuff like that. Very funny. The concept was the same. But I was like, hey, we should, you know, let's freshen this up. And like, I was like, we've never seen a uh, a female Van Wilder before, like that sort of like campus, you know, that the campus queen that like rules all and stuff like that. And I think I was like, that'll just add like a cool perspective. And so we started tinkering with, you know, all the characters, all the tropes and stuff like that. And um, it, for a while, I think the movie was called Collegiate because we thought maybe the, the re-education of Molly Singer was too long. But there's just something about it that like kind of rolls off the tongue, I think, you know. Actually, it was a very interesting title. I, I, I enjoyed it, you know. Uh, what inspired you to direct uh, this particular comedy film? And how did you approach uh, the genre and the tone of the story? Sure. 
So uh, uh, I was actually editing a film for Todd, a movie called Collection that he had written and produced uh, with my producing partner, Warner Davis. And he asked, he knew that I other, I, I also directed and he asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, oh, I, I really want to do a comedy. I want to do a comedy like Weird Science. Like I want to do that sort of John Hughesy sort of movie. And he's like, oh my God, I, A, I love John Hughes and B, I have that movie. So he had given me the singer script and I, you know, I was like, oh, this is great. And so that, that was sort of the snowball that, that got the movie going. As far as approaching the film, I wanted to create movies like, you know, like we talked about that kind of throwback to throwback to high school. It's like every movie that I ever want to make, I want to be, I want to imagine me being 15 years old, sitting in the basement with my friends and being like, what are we renting tonight? You know? And, and for me, a movie has to have humor, but it also has to have like equal parts heart. And I think that like, that that was what I was always trying to go go with was like we're gonna do these sort of funny steamy things and make little comments here and there on society college at large and everything like that. But at the end of the day, the theme of this movie is 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 all about finding yourself, finding out who who you are as a person. And so for Molly, it's about you know she brings out the best in people. What we discover about Molly is that everyone around her is better because of her presence. But she's in a job where she's only around people at their worst. So, of course, that's not what she should be doing with her life, even though she thinks it is, because there's no opportunity there. Nobody's going to like waltz out of a, you know, waltz out of a boardroom and be like, woohoo, that divorce went great, you know? And so, um, and so that's about, that's about kind of finding what, what she's meant to do. You know, for Polly, it's, it's about, it's about not revolt, you know, like, you know, rebelling against his parents to the point where his individuality makes him, you know, be working at the high school cafeteria when he could be doing so much more with his life, right? Hmm. Um, and then, and then for both, uh, you know, for Elliot and Brenda, it's it's basically overcoming that trauma of losing, you know, their dad, their husband, and 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 finding their life on that on that on that next um, step, and and doing it with humor and stuff like that, so that it doesn't get too doesn't get too saccharine sweet, but. But at the same time, you know, do- doesn't feel mean spirited. I remember watching um, Office Christmas Party. Did you see Office Christmas Party? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. The, the the thing that I absolutely loved about that movie is that like that Ehrlich character, the that that was like sort of like the the you know the sort of you know like unhinged character and stuff like that. It all came from only wanting to like make the employees feel good on Christmas. Like it, it actually at its heart, at its core had this, like such this sweet message and the sweet. And, and I was like, that's sort of what I would like to do. You know, like I, I want to do that is like, have it all come from this sort of positive place. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, I had many discussions uh, with Ted Kotcheff about weekend at Bernie's when he directed that. Yeah. Movie. Oh, and, such I, a and, classic. and I said to him, I said, there's only so much that you could do with a dead body. You know, like, how did you, you know, ever do this film? He says, Antonio, it was not easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the comedy was there. It was just great. And this film oh. that you did, it's act, you know, the actors that you cast were just yeah. totally amazing. And they had so much charisma. What was it like working with Britt Robinson and uh, Ty uh, Simpkins and Nico Santos and, and also Jamie Presley? How, how was working with these? Yeah, the cast was like a an absolute dream, and it, uh, the cool thing was is that I was I was fans of everybody. Like I was just fans of the cast, so it was like, you know, I I like their I like their work. And Brit, I had seen in Tomorrowland, and I just was like, who is this person that is just 
going toe to toe george clooney and her and the chemistry was there and and just her delivery her timing and she did a show called for the people that was very similar uh in in that in that realm where she just Britt gets in a scene and she just owns that scene you know and i was like that's what that's what molly needs to do but not in like a disruptive way it has to be in this sort of like like Britt be, represents the audience in our movie she's the one that's sort of taking us on this journey so if she's too over the top and she's too broad then the movie's going to feel too broad so she's sort of like does these sort of you know it's like scalpel comedy where she's just in there with like the you know these little shallow cuts and then nico gets to be big and stuff like that um nico when we were writing originally the character his name was hoss and he was sort of like a stifler sort of best friend you know the troublemaking best friend and i was like i don't know that molly would hang out with stifler and i was like we need him like a little bit more sophisticated but still sort of you know just snarky and stuff like that And i was like kind of a nico santos guy and it was like it was crazy that he got submitted and and he ended up being the guy because that was really who we sort of wrote it for uh in our heads Ty was uh, our casting director, Shannon McCanian and Gabrielle Amagard. Shannon knew Ty. I didn't know much of Ty, but I had seen him in Insidious and stuff like that. And I, I, I distinctly remember telling Shannon, like, he just did The Whale with Darren Aronofsky. Why would he come do my, like, he was like, oh, I'm going to, now I'm stepping, now I'm stepping up. The, you know, the guy that did Funhouse Massacre, this should be a, there'll be a hoot, you know, and uh <laughs> <laughs> and but but we had a really good convo and and ty was great in the realm that this was his first comedy and it was like i think for him it was also uh he he was very similar to elliot and is that he's surrounded in this sort of environment that he's not comfortable in but instead of instead of not doing well in that what he did is to sort of use it as you know in his character and so that sort of awkwardness and that transformation to really great comedic actor that was completely organic, you know. Might have been why he did the film, uh, because of comedy. It's a different avenue for him to take. Yeah, you know, and that's what a lot of people want to see these days too. Believe it or yeah. not, horror or comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> both both uh, elicit the same things, right? This involuntary reaction. That's that's, and I think that's why they tread similar, and why I like both genres so much is that you know, to help to make somebody scream or jolt or something like that. That's completely involuntary. And so is laughing, you know? Well, I, I'm a fan of horror. My my good friend is Tony Tapone. He was the editor in chief of Fangoria magazine. Oh, he, wow. Yeah. He sits on he's one of the programmers for Fantasia, Fantasia Film Festival. Yep. Yep. Oh, so, you know, I, I'm a big fan uh, of horror films and comedy. So, yeah. I mean, it's fantastic that this film, what, what's some of the challenges and rewards uh, of filming? I, I think you, you filmed on a college campus. Um, yeah, we sure did. What, what did, uh, what, did you have any uh, memorable or funny moments when you were filming? Oh, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was a laugh riot every day. That, that is, that is for sure. Uh, yeah, we shot it at Kennesaw state and it is a, and, and another college up the road in Georgia called Reinhardt. Both were, incredibly uh cool to us and you know we got to you know we got away with you know like they were like listen i mean the the funniest thing is like the frat house uh Stu's frat house is actually the pres it was the president of reinhardt's house you know like how how giving can somebody be to be like sure i you know this is my college come on in and redecorate my walls and you know do your do your boner hijinks in here and stuff like that you know so um 
you know, but we had we had really really fun fun days on set. Uh, for me, the the shooting of Sully's kidnapping was probably one of the most fun days I've had because it was just it was just so ridiculous. And and the stunt guy that was in the the Sully costume was amazing and was like, okay, so what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to roll over this guy. I'm going to slide under here and then I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do a flip over here. And I, these were stuff that in my mind, it was like chicken with his head cut off running around the gym, you know, and this guy's doing acrobatics. And so, yeah, to film that was just incredibly funny. That was so cool. That was a great scene. Definitely. Um, What are some of your influences or favorite comedy films and how did you, how did they, shape your style and vision as a director yeah uh well like i said you know the guys that i came up when i fell in love with film um i i I really you know i saw mall rats before i saw clerks uh and ironically i think i saw she's the one before i saw brothers mcmullen so i always saw like the sophomore effort of some of my favorite directors i saw i saw dazing of views before i saw slacker so (laughs) so i really kind of seeing the self uh, the so- you know the sophomore efforts are like the bigger efforts from uh, from Linkletter and Kevin Smith and Edward Burns and stuff like that. Those guys were big for me in the, in the realm in the way that they handle character uh, and and care so much for their characters. Yeah. Um, you know, visually, uh, you know, I we looked at Philippe, my DP, and I we looked at a ton of different movies, all from different genres. We looked at a lot of like a lot of like '90s comedies and stuff like that because I think nine, the '90s had a real unique you know, kind of sort of like fun take 10 things I hate about you, I think is, is like, if you look at like the color palette, the costumes and stuff like that in our movie, very similar to 10 things I hate about you. Um, One of the movies like more contemporary, uh, ironically, and it was a sequel. I don't know what my deal is with like the second of something, (laughs) but we watched horrible bosses too. And horrible bosses too is shot. So cool. Like, it's just really like the way the camera moves and stuff like that. We took a lot from, from uh from that movie um not the horrible bosses one isn't amazing as well but uh for whatever reason we thought horrible bosses two had just a really you know it was just shot really cool yeah what message do you hope uh the audience will take away from watching it i think that it's never too late to find yourself you know and sometimes you have to go back sometimes you have to go back to a place to you know to move forward that is absolutely true you know and this this film definitely did that how do you feel about uh, releasing your film in theaters and on digital platforms simultaneously? Do you, um, uh, do you, what do you, you know, deep feelings about that? Yeah. I mean, I just want people to see it because it's like, right. uh, you know, I, I, the theatrical experience is, is amazing. It really is. But I, for me, I don't know the most memorable moments of my life watching movies sometimes maybe a few moments in the theater but most of them have been in like like i said in the basement with my friends we used to do like in high school we used to do like these b movie marathons you know with my friends stay up all night and, and and everything like that and and so so much of my life has been like inspired by popping in a movie in the vcr so you know, the fact that it's coming out theatrically is amazing. I'm going to be in Peoria, Illinois next Friday, watching it with Zach Shear, uh, who played Stu, because his hometown, that's his hometown, and they found out about it. And and, and it, it's like, you know, he has hundreds of people coming. It's going to be so much fun, and it's going to be great to watch it on the big screen. But I'm just as happy if somebody's watching it on their phone laughing on the bus, you know? Well, this film was excellent. I loved it. Um, Thanks, it really falls into 
Kevin Smith <laughs> and all these players you mentioned. Sure. Definitely um, watchable. I, I wish you a lot of luck. And again, uh, the re-education of Molly Singer. Platforms, okay, and theaters. Yes, sir. September 29th, 2023. Great Click. film. Go watch it. Loved it. And I just, I got, you know, I can't even say good luck because I really, I don't think you need it at this point because it's, you know, it's a wonderful film. I'll take it. You know? <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Thank Thanks. you, Andy. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you.